सहनावतु सहनाहुनक्तु सहवीर्यं करवावहै तेजस्विनावधीतमस्तुमा विद्विशावहै ओम शांतिशांतिशांति ओम पूर्णमदक पूर्णमिदं पूर्णात पूर्णमुदच्यते पूर्णस्य पूर्णमादाय पूर्णमेवावशिष्यते ओम शांतिशांतिशांति ओम आप्यायन्तु ममांगानि वाक्प्राणश्चक्षुश्रोत्रमथो बलमिन्द्रियाणि च सर्वाणि सर्वं ब्रह्मोपनिषदं माहं ब्रह्मनिराकुर्याम मामां ब्रह्मनिराकरोद अनिराकरणमस्त्वनिराकरणं मे अस्तु तदात्मनि निरदे योपनिषत्सु धर्मास्ते मै संतु ते मै संतु ओम शांतिशांतिशांति श्रुतिस्मृतिपुराणानाम् आलयं करुणालयं नमामि भगवत्पादं शंकरं लोकशंकरं शंकरं शंकराचार्यं केशवं बादरायनं सूत्रभाष्यकृतौ वन्दे भगवन्तौ पुनः पुनः ईश्वरो गुरुरात्मेदि मूर्तिभेदविभागिने व्योमवत्व्याप्तदेहाय दक्षिणामूर्तये नमः ओमित्येदक्षरमुद्गीतमुपासीत ओमितिष्युद्गायते तस्योपव्याख्यानं भगवन्मत्यं वा इदं शरीरं आत्तमृत्युना तदस्य मृतस्य शरीरस्य आत्मनः अधिष्ठानं आत्तो वै सशरीरप्रियाभ्याम् नवै सशरीरस्य सतःप्रियाप्रेयोरपहस्तिरस्ते अशैयं वावसंदन्न प्रिया प्रियेस्पुषतः अशैयं वावसंदन्न प्रिया प्रियेस्पुषतः तम पुनः देहाविमानात अशरीरस्वरूपिज्ञानेन निवर्तिता अभिवेकिज्ञानम् निवर्तिता अभिवेकिज्ञानम् 
सो निवर्तित अविवेक सो ज्ञान निवर्तित अविवेक यस्टैंड यू नो निवर्तित अविवेक ज्ञान सो निवर्तित अविवेक अविवेक और नॉन डिस्क्रिमिनेशन इज निवर्तित इज रिमूव एलिमिनेटेड ज्ञान बाय नॉलेज सो बाय नॉलेज अविवेक इग्नरेंस एंड देफर दूपर इम्पोजिशन एंड देफर दंपिंग टूगेदर ऑफ द सेल्फ एंड नॉन सेल्फेपन्स habitually because of ignorance so only when you look into that then you realize this ignorance <coughs> when you look into what my conclusion or my survey is of course with the guidance of the teacher and the scriptures then realize that this ignorance is involved here in every notion or conclusion or myself presently ignorance is involved right two things are lumped together in which there is something which is steady or abiding there is something which is constantly changing so i find as i is the union of two entities something that is constantly changing the karta bhokta sukhi dukhi in that the i am i am i am i am is abiding non changing and so therefore the reality should necessarily be non changing satyam should always be changeless <coughs> and so the satyam the truth of myself must be that which does not change so this way when viveka between the changing and the non changing the in essential or inherent and the incidental <clears throat> so the worship that i has the experience that i has the happiness that i have all of this is incidental as it will say will be said again also <clears throat> and that i am i am i am is the inherent and changing <clears throat> so this is देहाभिमाशरीरस्वूपज्ञानेशरीरमीज Devoid of the idea of body, the gross body or the subtle body. <coughs> so, Swarupa Vijnana, by knowledge of the Swarupam, the essential nature. So, this is the Vedantic way of the method of investigation about the reality <coughs> that you have to probe into the very core of something. when the scientists probe into the core of the matter to arrive at what's the fundamental of reality because matter is thought to be reality in as much as vedanta or scripture say that the consciousness is the reality and 
the only conscious being is I. As the Swami would say, there is none equal to I. And the only subject, the only conscious being, everything is object, unconscious. So, if you would investigate the truth, you must investigate where consciousness is, not where inertness is. So it is something conscious and conscious means self-evident, self-revealing. That's the definition of consciousness, which is self-revealing, self-evident, which does not require anything else in order to reveal itself, to become evident. That is, there is something that is not self-evident, which requires paraprakasham, which requires the light of other thing, consciousness, in order to reveal itself. So thus the I also is a union of that which reveals itself, self-revealing and non-self-revealing. <coughs> so Swarupa Vijnana, that's how the Vedantin investigates. Ahamayam kuto bhavati chinvata. So Vedanti says that the reality of the whole life or universe is aham and not idam. Here the aham is investigating, looking into idam. But here looks into aham, the Vedantin looks into aham. And sarupa vijnana. What is sarupam? What's the inherent nature of aham? Vijnana. So when one becomes free from the identification, recognizing that so far habitually I used to take this body to be myself, for me there is no reason. It is just a habit of taking the body to be the self. <coughs> Other than that, there is no valid reason to take body as myself. Because body does not satisfy the qualification of the self. The body does not have I-ness. It does not have the abidingness. It doesn't have the changelessness. It doesn't have the subject. Body is an object, changing, non-I. Thus, when Dehavivanam Nivartidam, this manner, so, if one can be as objective as this, meaning that just by discovering that body, is, if you can just drop it, if the identification of the body can be simply dropped like this, that's what Vedanta expects. So in this path of the knowledge or inquiry, when you find this is not truth, just give it up. So, dehavimanat, when dehavimanam nivartitam, the identification with the body goes away. Then, vivekajnanat asariram santam. Now one discovers oneself asariram. There is in the idea of I, no sharira is involved, that's all. Right now, the I includes many things. Includes the body, and the sense organs, and the mind, and the intellect, all kinds of things it includes. And then unfortunately, along with that, the ahankara, the mamakara also gets included. 
So when none of that is included, ashariyanum vavasantam, that in the idea of I, there is no sharira. That's what the Upanishad wants to say. <coughs> priya priye nasprashadaha. Then the priya and the priya, the pleasant and the unpleasant, they do not touch him, do not affect him. Meaning that he becomes free from the impact of priya and apriya, of pleasant and unpleasant. That's the description of mukti. You, you shielded yourself or you become made yourself free. You're rising yourself, you know. So you lifted yourself from the samsara. The self, identified with the body, becomes the samsari. And it is as good as the body is. And poor body is subject to birth and death and so also self also becomes subject to birth and death and all inflictions. Even though all the inflictions are at the level of body, it is heat and cold or pleasure and pain and honor, dishonor, success, everything is at the level of body, gross and subtle. But because of identification with the body, they all become mine and then I suffer. <clears throat> so suffering comes moment something is joined with I. Pleasant or unpleasant? I am happy. There is also a kind of Vedanta, kind of suffering and unhappy. Because when I declare myself happy, it's only that I am in some kind of intoxication. It's not even the reality. I am happy is not the reality about myself. Some kind of intoxication is there because of the pleasure that comes from the sense objects, etc. <coughs> and so, the next passage we discuss that one has to recognize that even I am happy also is not the reality of my life. Even though you like to hold on to that. <coughs> so one likes to hold on. So why do you want to say the happiness and unhappiness, I am free from both of them? No, no. I'm, I would like to be free from unhappiness, not from happiness. No, that also is samsara. As long as it comes from elsewhere. Sprishini pratyekam sambadhyade priyam nasprasadi apriyam nasprasadi. That means that the present also doesn't affect me, then present also doesn't affect me. Dharma, dharma karya hite. So this is what Vashikaya now says. The priya and apriya. Priya, the pleasant, is the result of dharma or virtuous action. Apriya and pleasant is the result of the papa or dharma, vicious action. Asharirat tadu sarupam. So tatra dharma dharma yaho asambhavat. Mahasikara doesn't explain why. This says, so surutatra means swarupe. Dharma dharma yaho asambhavat. In sarupam, in true nature of the self, dharma and dharma have no possibility. So dharma cannot is not part of Swarupa. Dharma is not part of the self, Adharma also is not part of the self. Chaya dharmam, Adharmam chaya. This is the most important thing that Vedanta teaches. The self transcends all the pairs of opposites. So not only Atma transcends Adharma, 
it also transcends the idea of dharma. Not only atma transcends asatya, it also transcends the idea of satya. Which satya? Satya that is opposed to asatya. Dharma that is opposed to a dharma. Atma cannot be opposed to anything. Truth cannot be opposed to anything. This is something very fantastic, you know, that Vedanga teaches. Elsewhere, God is opposed to Satan, meaning that good is opposed to bad. This is where everywhere else it is. But here it says that the truth is not opposed to anything. It accommodates everything. It can afford to accommodate anything because Satyam can afford to accommodate Mithya, regardless of what it is. So rope will accommodate the snake, will also accommodate the garland. Somebody looks upon the rope as a garland, fragrant garland, okay. Somebody looks upon the rope as a snake. Rope is, it transcends ideas of both the garland as well as snake. Not only of snake, but of garland also. So this is where Vairagya is required. To give up the idea of sukha and goodness also, that now you are even beyond that. That is in you, even that goodness also is not there. Because then the, in, then limitlessness can be there. Because goodness opposed to evil is not infinite. Anything that is opposed to something else is always limited. <coughs> For the self, the truth to be limitless cannot be opposed to anything. Accommodates everything. Samoham sarabhuteshu nameddveshyosya napriya. Therefore, in all beings I am equal. In all beings I am equally present. Name dveshyosi napriya. I do not dvesha for asatya or pachari for satya. No dvesha for adharma, no pachari for dharma. So when, when Bhagavan takes an avatara, that's the different thing. When he is opposed to adharma, because it is for Vyavhara. As far as Vyavhara is concerned, you require people to be happy. You require harmony in the society. So you require dharma. And that dharma has to overcome dharma in order to prevail. Or for happiness to be there in the society. But as far as truth is concerned, it transcends both dharma and dharma. <coughs> Therefore, Tat karya bhava duratahayeva. So when dharma and dharma cannot have any existence in atma, then where is the question of products of dharma and dharma? So priya and apriya are the products of dharma and dharma. When dharma and dharma themselves have no existence or no place in the self, where is the question of priya and apriya, which is karya or the effects of dharma and dharma? Therefore, the pre and appear, they do not touch, meaning do not affect the self. <coughs> so in the travel towards the self, they both disappear. It's like the, the ice is trying to make a trip to sun, you know. In the process, 
मेल सवे धर्म है ना बोथ ऑफ देम डिसअपी है इन दी ट्रैवल टू सेल्फ मीनिंग दैट बोथ ऑफ देम दे गेट रिजॉल्व कंप्लीटली एंड व्हाट रिमेंस इज जस्ट कॉन्शियसनेस ऑफ सेल्फ नाउ गोइंग टू पेज 404 श्रुवा मोक्ष अशरीर वसंतिप्शन वाइस पर्सन अशरीर वसंत अशरीर टू दैट पर्सन न प्रिया प्रिय स्पृशद the pleasant and unpleasant the happiness and unhappiness both of them do not touch him and not the region in between they disappear let us say so priyasparsh avaram shrutva so when you he understand that in atma the wise person the priya is not that but priya also is not there unhappiness is not there But happiness also is not there. Moksha se apumar satomla swasangade. What's the point in having moksha like that? What's the point in having moksha liberation where you don't even have happiness? So unhappiness you want to become free from. How about happiness? So that even happiness also does not affect the wise person. <coughs> Or if you look at the other tika, line twenty-four, nenu mukta priya pratishede sukha abhave na purushartha bhagitva abhava. So priya mukta priya pratishede in mukti or moksha priya pratishede that is negation of priya, the pleasant or happiness also. Because happiness and unhappiness, both of them do not touch him. Purushartha bhagitva abhava. Then what's the use of that moksha? What is purushartha? Ananda is what I want. Happiness is what I want. If by becoming liberated, then I am devoid of unhappiness. Or happiness also. I like to become devoid of unhappiness, but that's at cost. And happiness also goes away along with it. So, wise person doesn't have unhappiness, nor happiness. Sounds like a very dull state, you know. So, we cannot imagine a situation where even happiness is not there. So, what kind of moksha is there where there is no happiness also? So, purushartha bhagito abhavat. Then, liberated person. Has not really fulfilled the purpose of life, which is happiness. Vidyamanasya bi atmanah vinastha prayatum prapthamiti sangade. So atma is there, but happiness is not there. So atma is there, but is not there. There is no experience. The point is, the only experiences that we know in the world are the opposites, the happiness and unhappiness. Pleasant and unpleasant. So all of our experiences are 
I can unincluded or covered by this pair, priya and apriya includes all our experiences, isn't it? Either happy or unhappy, pleasant or unpleasant, success or failure, which there is no experience at all. For a liberated person or in state of moksha, no experience. Then the atma is as good as not there. So atma is there. Vidyamanasya Vyatmana. Atma is the Swarupata. But no experience at all there were Vinasta Prayatvam. So when do you say I am? When you are experiencing something. Here, no experience at all. And there were, for all practical purposes, Atma is not there. Meaning that by Swarupa, he is there, Atma is there, exists. But then, as good as no, it doesn't exist for me because existence of Atma does not bring about any experience at all. So, for all practical purposes, the Atma is as good as not there. So, Vinastra Prayatam Praptam. So, I feel that I exist as long as I experience something. When there is no experience at all, then, so I imagine right now, so right now the idea of the I that I have is that I always experience something pleasant or unpleasant. So my being there is equated to my experience of something. If I experience something, I am there. If I do not experience anything, I am not there. Just as when the body is there, I feel I am there. Body is not there, I am not there. So similarly, I experience something, I know I am there. No experience, I am as good as not there. So my feeling that I am there, <coughs> even though I may be present, my feeling that I am there only comes when I experience something. <coughs> so here the Upanishad says that a liberated person does not experience anything. And so, vinashta prayatvam shankade, that state of liberation seems to be similar to the state of non-existence. You follow? He knows I am there, but vinashta prayatvam, as, as good as not there. When I am not experiencing anything, I am as good as not there. So what have I achieved? In moksha. It is Shankate Nanu Yadidi. So Vasekara says in the first line. Nanu Yadi Priyamapi Ashariram Naspushadi Iti Yan Magavata Uttam Sushuptasthat Vinasam Eva Apito Bhavati Iti Tadeva Ihape Apannam In the Priyamapi Asharinam Nasprasati. So we are happy that Apriya does not affect me, but then that I don't experience Apriya by being liberated, by knowing myself, by being Asharinam. That I don't experience unpleasant is good. 
But that I do not experience pleasure and happiness also. Iti, then what happens? Yan Maghavata Uktam. What Maghavan or Indra say about the state of deep sleep, which was his last thing, that this that, that will be stated here, you know. Nam Kholoyam Sampradyatmanam Janati Aimahamasmedi. Oh, in the deep sleep state, this one does not know even himself. I am so and so. So what is deep sleep state? Similar to the state of no experience. So state of no experience is, to the best of my understanding, the deep sleep is the state of no experience. Because there, I neither experience anything other than myself, nor do I experience myself. So, which is what is equivalent to Vinasham. So, there are, when Indra says, Vinasham apito bhavadi, the Atma gets lost as though, because he does not experience himself, nor does he experience anything else. So, that experience is equated to, by Indra, that Atma essentially gets lost. What's the point in having a state where I am as, well, as good as lost? Meaning that Indra said that I am there as long as I know something. That I know other things other than myself. When I know myself, when that is there, then only it is equal to I exist. How do I know I exist? How do I know I exist? When I know something, when I experience something, or when I know myself, experience myself. What is the deep sleep state? No experience at all. Therefore, I am as good as now. Vinasam eva, but the interview Vinasam eva pito bhavati. Indra knows that the Atma doesn't get lost because he wakes up. So Atma does exist in deep sleep state. But that, that existence is as good as not, is of no use. What's the point in existing but of no use at all because the purpose of life is to experience. And experience things or experience yourself. So when that experience is not there, it's a state which is as good as non-existence. I know that Atma is there but as good as non-existence because Existence is equated to experience. <coughs> Therefore, in Bhagavata Uttam, what Bhagavan said, what? Vinasameva Pito Bhavati Indra said that Atma as good as becomes lost. Tadeva Ihabi Agata Apannam. Same situation also now has Apannam arisen here. Where? In the, in the Mukti. In moksha liberation also, same thing as I am. Because Indra said in deep sleep, Atma does not experience anything. Therefore, he as good as gets lost. Now you are saying that in the moksha also, this wise person does not experience anything. Priya and apriya. So, state of not experiencing anything is similar in the deep sleep state as well as in liberation. And therefore, what applies to deep sleep seems to also happening here 
meaning the atma is gets lost. So what's so what do we gain? So this is so what a wonderful you know uh, question is raised here to give us a clarity about difference between deep sleep and moksha. What's the nature of moksha or what's the nature of atma also? <coughs> so either the shanka or the look at the tika line twenty five. So either Shankha is Vinashta Atmana, Vinashta Prayatam, Pratam Vishankade, either the Shankha can be explained as Atma attains the state of getting lost, as though not existing, or Yadva, Priya Shabdirasya, Anandasya, Atma Surupatva, Tan Nishede, Surupam Nishidam Syad, or Priya Shabdirasya, Priya means happiness or Ananda. So when ānanda is not there in, in the moksha, then ātma is not there because ār, so ānanda say ātma svarūpatvāt. So ānanda is the svarūpa, the nature of ātma. So when ānanda is not there, ātma is not there. Therefore, svarūpa nishede, svarūpa nishiddham syār. So either you can say that when you negate the priya or happiness in moksha, Happiness being the nature of Atma, it is as good as negating Atma. So by saying that there is no happiness in moksha, it is as good as saying there is no Atma in moksha because happiness is the nature of Atma. Tatascha Atmana Vinashapatpiti. So that way also we can say that. So two ways. Either you can say there is no Atma in the state of moksha because there is no experience. Or there is no Atma in moksha because there is no happiness. Because happiness is the nature of Atma. If happiness is not there, Atma is as good as not there. Or experience is the, is what, you know, as our Swami would say, what is living? Living is relating. Because you live when you are in coma also. In deep sleep also you live. You breathe. That breathing is not living. You are living when you are relating, meaning experiencing. And so, in deep sleep state, for all purposes you are not living, although you are breathing. And moksha sounds similar, that you are living all right, but not ha- there is no happiness, there is no experience. <coughs> and so here, Bhastikara says, so then again, the Tika continues, Apriya samivyaharena tattulyasya janyasyeva priyasya pratishedha na surubhutasya pariharati. So whole question is raised here. In order to clarify the distinction between Priya, Sukham and Ananda. The happiness that comes as a result of some experience or happiness that is the inherent nature of the self. <coughs> so what he says, apriya samvivyaharena. So samvivyahara means utterance together. Sam, so priya priya yoho. That apriya is uttered along with priya. Krishnajana samvad, you know, so they go together. Similarly, here, priya priyayoho apahati nasti 
so priya here is that which belongs to the class of priya samavyaharana tatulyasya janyasya so the priya and priya priya nasprashatah there is a negation of priyatvam also for moksha is what kind of priyatvam of the same class of priyatvam so apparently happiness is in two class one is happiness opposed to unhappiness when happiness not opposed to unhappiness our swami always used to make a point the peace which is the nature of the mind state of mind is one thing so when upanishad says that atma is tesham shanti shashvati netresham for the wise people alone there is the eternal peace or everlasting peace that peace is not the peace of mind because mind can never be everlasting if peace is state of mind it can never be everlasting because it's subject to change so something that everlasting cannot be a state it has to be swarupa inherently so peace as nature of mind is one thing and peace as nature of atma because you know, one word is used that's the thing therefore So Shashwati Shanti or Nishthikim Shanti Sham Shanti Nishthikim Shanti. So, so therefore Shanti is then qualified. Shashwati Shanti. Nishthikim Shanti. <coughs> Nirvana Paramam of nature of Nirvana. So everywhere this question comes. When you use the word Gnanam then also question comes. because gnanam is ghatagnanam padagnanam the objective knowledge is one thing and swarupa gnanam is different so happiness also the happiness can be object is different from the happiness that is the nature of the self so here is the attempt to so vasika will distinguish the two <coughs> so priya priye nas prashadah that is why vasika says priyam nas prashadi apriyam nas prashadi <coughs> because of this thing here so we say why does vasika make a fuss about this kind of a thing because of this objection that is raised later ra priyam nasprasati priyam nasprasati that priyam is the same class as a priyam <coughs> so therefore janyasseva priyasya pratishedah na swarubhutasse iti pratished negation is of priya or happiness which is born as a result of contact with the object of pleasure is <coughs> samsparshaya hoga samsparsham sukham happiness born of this sparsha or the contact with some desirable object and swarubhutam happiness is not born which inherent in there so there is nitya <coughs> so therefore it is parihar this word bhashya karyam say मुक्त गृह्यते 
तदेव इहापन्न भाष्य Inherent priyatvam of the atma, it is the incidental priyatvam that is negated here. And therefore, na pumvatsa, therefore mukti, the question is, what's the point in attaining this moksha? Because, can this moksha be purushanata is something that is, is some, sought by everybody? Says, yes, it still remains because what is negated is the, the, in, the incidental happiness, and not the inherent happiness. <coughs> Vashyakara says, Naisha doshaha. So this defect does not arise here. The state of nothingness doesn't happen here. So you can equate the state of deeply the state of nothingness if you want to. But then, mukti is not state of nothingness. It is state of everythingness, you know. So everything and nothing, they are like, they, they look similar. So, deep sleep is state of nothingness. Moksha is state of everythingness. <coughs> so the defect that you believe or think does not arise here. Says <coughs> Vashikara, Dharma, Dharma Karya Yoho. Sharira Sammandhyano Ho, Priyapriya Yoho, Pratishetasya, Vakshitattvat, Asariram, Napriyapriyas Prashataha Ide. So when Upanishad is Asariram Vavasandam, Napriyapriyas Prashataha, this Bhashyakara here in the comma. So when Shruti says, Asariram priya priya nas prasataha. That priya and apriya nas they do not touch. Asariram, one is unembodied, there is atma. There is the liberated person also. Asariram is the atma, as well as one who knows they serve as asariram. They have a priya priya, the pleasant and unpleasant do not touch, do not affect, do not afflict the wise person who knows the self as unembodied. So when Upanishad says this, what does Upanishad mean? Dharma, dharma karya yoho, pratisheda sivakshitatva, so priya priya yoho, pratisheda is there. There is negation of both priya and a priya as far as the wise person is concerned. But what kind of priya priya? Dharma, dharma, that's why Vashyakara always <coughs> mentioned dharma, dharma karya. That priya and a priya which is dharma, dharma karya. Effect of the action, the karma which is dharma virtuous and dharma vicious. So priya is the result of dharma karya. A priya is karyam of dharma, a priya is karyam of dharma. <coughs> so priya priya yoho of the priya and a priya of that nature has been negated here. So they say, Janyasya. 
Pradeshedat. This Priya also is Janyam. A Priya, of course, is Janyam. Janyam is born. Born as a fructification of Punya. Then Priya takes place. Fructification of Papa, a Priya takes place. So both of these are consequence to something else. Both of them are products. Both of them occur. Both of them come and go. So that is the vivaksha. What the Shruti intends to say, vivaksha, is intention of saying. So what the Shruti intends to say, what the tatpari, the purpose of the Shruti is, is in negating the priya which is the consequence of the dharma or the virtuous action. There is a priya which is not born. The priya that is born. There is priya which is inherent. The priya that is incidental. So incidental is what is negated here. <coughs> so pratishyatam abhinayatyan is ashariram vavasana priya priya sprushataha. Okay. <coughs> So Anandagiri says, Kadachit kayo hoyeva priya priyo isha nishedhayati. Isha nishedha. This negation is what? Kadachit kayo hoyeva priya. Kadachit means what? Incidental. Naimitti kayo ho. So Kadachit. That happens Kadachit. Sometime. So Kadachit katmam. The state of happening at some time. Meaning? It says, so it is incidental. It is consequential. Naimittika, as a result of something. <coughs> so both Priya and Apriya, both which are the results, or incidental, that is what is negated here. <coughs> Look at the other Tika. <coughs> In the line 27, Sprushehe samandavachitvat tasyacha asamanda purokatvat the thing is, now what's the relationship between the Atma, Asharira, and the Priya? Two kinds of Priya are there. So call it Ananda. One is Priya means Sukham, which is the result of, which is incidental, or is Ananda. So the relationship between the Atma and Priya, and Atma and Ananda, that's what is being explored here. So, number one, that understand that between Atma and Ananda there is no relationship. Between Atma and Priya there is a relationship. What is Priya? Incidental happiness. Which what? Comes and goes, Kadashitka, which appears and disappears and comes and goes. There is a relationship there. But between the Atma and Ananda, Ananda is Swarupa Atma, there is no relationship. You follow? Vashakar gives example. Just as between fire and heat, there is no relationship at all because heat is the inherent nature of fire. Take away the heat, there is no fire. So fire means heat. That being the case, there is no relationship between fire and heat. <coughs> so Atma means Ananda. And therefore, there cannot be relationship between oneself and oneself. Relationship always requires two. If Atma and Ananda were two, then some kind of relationship would have been there. 
Atma and Priya are true. Therefore, relationship is there. But Atma and Ananda are one, therefore, there is no relationship. That's what the Tika wants to say. Sprushe. So when he says, Priyas Priya na Sprushadaha, then the word, the, 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 the verb sprush is used there, means to touch or contact. So sprushe, samandavasitvat, when you use the word sparsha or touch or contact, then it shows sammanda. It shows the association between two things. So which were not in contact earlier are not in contact with each other. So therefore, that sparsha or touch is what? Sammandavasitvat. Now there is sammanda between the two of them. Asammanda purvakatvat. Sammanda or association can be there when there was no, so it is preceded by disassociation. Like the two hands right now, there is no sammanda. And they come in contact with each other, so sammanda is preceded by asammanda. The association is preceded by non-association. Then only you can call association. I associate with this person when I am not, was earlier unassociated. I can't say I am associated with my hand, you know. I'm associated with my legs. I can't say that. Because that's myself. I'm associated with my head. My, that I can say. With my glasses, with the microphone, there is association. Because it was preceded by non-association. <coughs> so, tasya asamandha purvakatvat. Tasya means what? Samandasya asamandha purvakatvat. If it's samandha, must be preceded by asambandha. Association must be preceded by this as non-association. <coughs> so, ayuta siddha yoho. Again, is atma and ananda ayuta siddha? Ayuta siddha also means two entities which are inseparable. So, ayuta siddha means inseparable. But inseparable also are two entities because inseparable always stay together. So, Ayuta Siddha api Anya Tarasya Asamanda Sambhava. If two things are inseparable, then it is possible that one of them is not related. You know? Because they are two. So, Anya Tarasya Asamanda Sambhava. Therefore, then Asamanda is there, then Sambanda can be there. So, Sambanda can be there, Ayuta Siddha also. Samanda can be there when two things are separate or can be there when there is Ayuta Siddhi or because the two are involved there. <coughs> there were Samanda Siddhinna Nishthatva, any Samanda or relationship or association presupposes Veda or distinction between the two. Two distinct entities can only be related, associated, they come in contact. So number one, two entities that are distinct from each other. Two entities are separate from each other. They alone can become non-separated or they alone can become so non-separated also requires separation then they are non-separated. So Ayuta says is non-separated. But Bhinna Nishthatvat either way Bheda is there. But the two things are unconnected and come in contact or the non-separated but you know inseparable but two the Bhinna Bheda is there. You know, so, like the fire and the iron. 
So both of them, there is a fireball. But there also, even though both of them are, look, one, iron, the fireball has a fire and iron both, but still the fire and iron are separate from each other. So therefore, the two entities, even though they appear to be inseparable, there is always some samandha between them. <coughs> and that presupposes that they are different from each other. Avinna-ananda is neither separate nor non-separate. You follow? So separate or non-separate, these two things, when the two entities are there, either they can be separate or non-separate. So, Aitha-siddha non-separate and Veda is separate. So thing is, that as far as priya or happiness is concerned, is separate and comes in contact with the Atma and, and becomes, you know, but as far as Atma and Ananda is concerned, what is the relationship? Are they separate or non-separate? Non-separate also can become separate. So, they are neither separate nor non-separate. So, Atma and Priya are separate and come in contact with each other and that is negated. But Ananda is what? Neither separate nor non-separate means what? Is the very nature. Inherent. So that when the Swarupa is neither separate nor non-separate. In non-separate also some Veda is involved. The non-separate from each other is still some Veda is involved. This is identical, this is oneness. So Abhinnasya Ananda, so Abheda is there. So between Ananda and Atma, what is called Abheda? Is what? So, is identical, not non-separate. Although sometimes you would non-separate also is not the word. Identical. Oneness. Tat uvaya bhavena. So there will be the atma and ananda, neither there is separation nor non-separation. Sprushakyatat vahadava, sparsha cannot be used. Two things that are separate. They come in contact, you can say they have touched each other. Or the non-separate are always in touch with each other. So touch can be used for two things that are separate or two things that are non-separate. But touch cannot be used for one thing itself. I cannot touch myself. Touch always requires two entities. But Atma and Ananda is what? One. Therefore, disperse or touch, that cannot apply here. So, sprushatyarsatvabhavat, na tena shabdena, tasya pratisheda. Therefore, what is negated is parsha. What is negated is the touch or contact. Or whatever can come in contact is negated. But the one sarupa, its contact always presupposes two. There cannot be contact with oneself and oneself. Therefore, the self is not negated. Contact is negated. And therefore the priyam that can be contacted is negated. Anavishvarupa cannot be negated. It is tatraiva hetvantarama. And therefore, na tena shabdena tasya pratishedha. Therefore, na sprushataha. That it is not the nishedha of the, what is the svarupa? Tatraiva hetvantarama agamayati. So this Chikakara, this is a different Hetu. First Hetu is Dharma Dharma Karyayaho Sri Sammandhinoho. This is one Hetu. 
second is why there you can see the explanation. Anandagiri says that, why do you say that there is no sparsha? Because the reason is given, agama paina. So, Anandagiri looks upon that as a reason for what is stated earlier. The other tikakaya says this is a separate reason. But anyway, <coughs> so let's read the second sentence. Agama paina he. Sparsha-shabdo drushtaha, yathāsītasparsha, uṣṇasparsha ide, natu agnehe uṣṇaprakāśayoh, suhāvabhūtayoh, agnina sparsha iti bhavate. So, Agama Apayanorhi, between the two, Agama appearing, Apaya disappearing. So, though twenty days that appear and disappear, or come and go, between them only, Sparsha Shabda Drishtaha. The word Sparsha, or the contact can be used, only between two entities that are now here and not there. Now together and then separate. Put it this way. So two entities which can be now separate and now together, between them alone, the word sparsha or contact or association can be used. <coughs> Yatha shita sparsha like cold touch, ushna sparsha hot touch. Says here, Anitika. So Tadeva. Anvevedrikabhyam darshayati. So, agama apayinaha. So, those which are subject to coming and going, incident alone, sparsha can be there. That very same thing is anvevedrikabhyam darshayati. Vashakara sul anvaya and vatirika. When two entities are there, sparsha is there. When one entity is there, sparsha is not there. <coughs> so, janadi sammande devdatyena. Sheetadis prushtadi vivahara drushyade. So, Sheetasparshaha. So, touch with cold, you know, Sheetasparshaha. When? Janadi Sammande, when Devadatta takes a dip in Ganges water, you know. <laughs> so, in Rishikesh, at this time of the year, that water is really cold. And when the uh, Mahashivaratri comes, that's a day of sannyasa, and the people have to take a dip there, you know. And so, that's really shivering. So then you can say, Jaladi Sammande Devadattena Sheetadi Sprushtaha. You can say that, that Devadattena, which Devadatta Sheetadi Sprushtaha. So cold has touched Devadatta. With that Devadatta, there is a contact of the cold. So, therefore it is said, Sheeta Sparsha. Natu agnina jalena va swahutam ushram shitamas prushram vivarasti. You cannot say Ganges water is touched with cold, you know. Devdatta is touched with cold when it takes a dip in the Ganges water. But can you say that the Ganges water is touched with the cold? You don't say that. Because cold is the nature of the water, Ganges water. So also, ushram. You can say Devdatta is burnt, you know. I am burnt. 
then I'm separate from fire, then I'm burned. Because the fire is burnt. No, fire is not burnt. Fire burns are there, so they're burnt. Because burning, dahanam and agni, both of them inherent there were, fire does not burn itself, understand? Or it's burnt something else. <coughs> so there were the there were sparsha or touch or contact cannot be used for Ganges water and coal, nor can be used for the fire and heat, because they are one. In one, the idea of sparsha or the touch cannot be. <coughs> So Vashikara says, Mandigiro said, Kahara Chitke is Parshadvat, the Swatmanita Shabda Astiri, Nadu Agnihe Ushna Prakashayo. So, Agni and Ushna, or Agni and Prakasha, they cannot be Sparsha because they are one. <coughs> Svabhava-bhūtayo, Ushnata and Prakāsa, this Svabhava, the very nature of fire, therefore, there is no contact between them, there is no sparsha. <coughs> Iti bhavati. Then Mahasrikara continues, Tatha Agnehe Savituruva Kushna Prakashavada Sarvabhutasya Anandasya Priyasyapi Naiha Pratishedaha Vijnanam Anandam Brahma Anandam Brahma so the tikakara is phalitamaha. So the savituhuva, the agnehe goes earlier then, you know. Tatha agnehe, so I have the bhashyaka repeat agnehe. So there is one tika which I said, tatha agnehe, tadmyas parshitana bhavadi. So, Tatha Agni, therefore, Agni does not have sparsha with the Ushnata and Prakasha. Iti Yojana. Savituhuva. So, I have a footnote which says, Yathokta Vyavahara Matve Drishtanda Muktva Vyavahara Abhave Drishtanda Muktva Surubhutasya Pratyavah Drishtanda Mahasaste. So, Yathokta Vyavahara Abhave Drishtanda Muktva. How? The Vyavahara of sparsha. Vyavara means Shraddha Prayoga. You don't say that, hey, the fire is touching the cold, I'm heat, etc., or water touching the cold, because we know that there are two, then we don't even use that word sparsha or contact with the two. So that this we know. So similarly also, so Svarubhutasya Pratishedha Bhave. So then what is Svarupa cannot be negated. So what is negated cannot be Svarupa in short. So what the Shruti negates cannot be Swarupa of the Atma. So therefore it says, Saviturva Ushna Prakashavata. Savita means the sun is both hot as well as bright. So brightness and heat of the sun also are the very nature of sun. Therefore, 
They are not subject to being negated. Nobody can negate them. Even Shruti cannot negate what is inherent. You see? Nobody can negate yourself. The self cannot be negated. What is non-self alone can be negated. So even when Vedanta says neti neti, not this, not this, all of that negation can be of what is non-self. What is incidental? That alone can be negated. The inherent, the swarupa can never be negated. <coughs> so is also this negation only. Na priya priyas prashata is neti neti. So by priya and apriya, everything is included there. So neti neti is two and here also there are two. Anyway, <coughs> never surubhutasya, anandasya, priyasyabhi. So the word priya is used from both. For vaishayikam sukham, the happiness that comes to the sense objects, and for svavadikam sukham, the happiness which is the nature of the self. That is why the confusion. Confusion because the word happiness is used for both. Because we don't know that the happiness anyway. The only happiness that we know is the happiness coming from the sense of pleasures. That's all happiness that we know. So that, that word cannot apply to Atma really. But happiness cannot apply to Atma because as happiness as we understand is always experiential happiness. And that word, what other word will you apply? Use. So then that word happiness or lakshyasa only. If you use the word priya or happiness for atma, it is not the vachyasa, it is not the happiness as we normally understand, it is lakshyasa. Meaning that happiness that is devoid of janyatvam, happiness normally understood is always born, incidental. So happiness devoid of incidentality is lakshyasa. <coughs> so anandasya, priyasya, svarubhutasya anandasya, just as heat and light are Swarupa of the, of the sun, so so Anna is Swarupa of the Atma, Nahi Patishela. So in the negation of Priya is not the Swarupa the Ananda that is negated. Because <coughs> it can't be negated. How do you say that the Saru Ananda is the nature of the Atma? What we say that happiness is nature of Atma, that Ananda is the nature of Atma, where do you get that? So Pramanama. <coughs> Vijnanam Anandam Brahman. So Vijnanam is consciousness, that is Atma. Vijnanam is consciousness, which is Atma. So that says Atma is Ananda. <coughs> or Anando Brahmaidi. Brahma is Ananda. And Brahma is Atma. Therefore Atma is Ananda. Yapi Bhumayavasukam Yoy Bhuma Tatsukam. So Bhuma is Ananda, infinite, which is Atma again, is Sukham. <coughs> so in fact, so there are not many places where you find this. There are a few places only where you find. 
So these three statements are presented as pramana, as evidence that Shruti says that ānanda is sarupa or the inherent nature of ātmā. <coughs> so tika atahiyāpi āgantaka priya nishedikaya śrutya sarubhodam priyam na nishidnam gindu vivakshitam hi bhāvah. So here also when priya, Shruti says, Na priya priya so priyam na sprushadi, apriyam na so priyam na sprushadi is a question now. That is why the things were separated. Priya priya na sprushada, Vashaka said, sprushi, the word sprush is connected to each one of them, priyam na sprushadi, apriyam na sprushadi. Apriyam na sprushadi is not a problem. The priyam na sprushadi became a problem. That wise person is devoid of happiness also, poor fellow. So that happiness is only the generated happiness, incidental happiness, coming from sense objects, not the inherent happiness. So sukhasya sarupatte, uh, no, sorry, yabe ānanduka priya nishedikaya śrutya. So śruti nishedikaya, which negates the ānanduka sukham, the incidental happiness, sarubhutam priyam na nishiddham, the inherent happiness, or ānanda is not negated, kintu vivakṣitam, by negating the āgantuka, what is intended is to point out, so by, by negation of āgantuka, this sarupa is lakṣyam, meaning that what is intended to convey is that ātma is ānanda sarupa. That ātma is not priya, not a priya, is ānanda. <coughs> and therefore the word priya is now, by lakshyata you can say it means ananda, that sarubhuda ananda. But all we experience is only incidental happiness, that's all we know. From there we have to understand the sarubhuta or inherent happiness, which is a different class, understand. So from this incident you cannot come to that in the inherent happiness. From limited you cannot come to limitless. So limitedness has to give, be given up for limitlessness. You can't multiply limited and you can't do something with limited or higher limitlessness. So lakshyata is no connection with vachyata, really. Sakya sammandha otherwise, lakshyata is no connection with vachyata. In that sense, here at least. It is there in the local, you know. So Gangayam, Ghoshaya, that Tira is connected with Ganga, not here. So therefore it is important here that even though the lakshyata commonly means Sakya sammandha, in Vedanta or Shruti, when it is Lakshyata, there is no Samanda intended here, no Samanda is possible. Then how do you get Lakshyata? Just because that's what Shruti wants, so Vivakshyata Vartam. The Shruti is Vivakshava Ananda, and therefore, when the word, when Shruti uses the word Napriya Priyas Prashadaha, then the Shruti has the intention of convey, conveying the Ananda. 
because that's the intended meaning, therefore it becomes a lakshana. And therefore it will strike to you. <coughs> Ultimately because it's Swarupa, otherwise it won't. <coughs> Again, same thing, Anandagiri uh, said in line 7 in Kada Chitke Sparsha Sabdavat Naswatmani Edashradasti. Sparsha is always for Kadashitkam or incidental or Atma which is inherent. Atmitari Kadashitkam or Priyamidi Tanmatra Pradeshedat Tadavastam Apumartatma Vidyashankyaha. So Atmitari Kadashitkam or Priyamidi. So all right. We accept that. The Shruti negates the incidental happiness in Atma. But someone said, that's all there is. So all there is is incidental happiness. And that is negated by Shruti, what remains? So, Atmitari, Kadachitkamaya Priyamiti. Suppose that all that Atma has is only incidental happiness, and that also is negated then, then Matra Pratishedat. Therefore, even though incidental happiness alone is negated, still nothing remains from his Atma because Atma, that's all Atma has. So, tadavastam apumvartatum, then also, apumvartatum means that moksha does not remain a purushadam because it again becomes devoid, it becomes void. savituhu So, again it is the inherent, the priya is inherent, not incidental in Atma. <coughs> Bhum vidya alochanayam api sukhamatrasya atna pratishedaste. So bhum vidya here of itself. Ihavi bhum ayasagam. Look, here also in this Upanishad itself is said in the 7th chapter, yoi bhuma tat sukham. So bhum vidya alochanayam api. So when you actually review or, or deliberate upon the bhum vidya, then also is very clear that sukhamatrasya atna pratishedaste. So Sukhamatam is what? Pure happiness. The Sarubhutam, inherent happiness is not negated, only incidental happiness is negated. And that should be negated. Then the, the person should know, the listener should know that in moksha there is no incidental happiness. Meaning that you have to give up incidental happiness, then only you can become liberated. If there is no incidental happiness, moksha, that means that the mumukshu, the one whose desire of moksha, should first give up incidental happiness. That's called vairagya. So vairagya is the preparedness of giving up incidental happiness. Unhappiness, nobody wants to hold on to. But the happiness we always hold on because of asakti, because of raga. So that's why Vairagya is required. That, that also you should be let you should let go. Then only the inherent happiness will become evident. As long as holding on to the incidental, so long inherent as though remains hidden. Only when you give up, then you can create the opportunity for the inherent to manifest itself. <coughs> Therefore, so, Pratishedha is always of the incidental here. <coughs> okay.
Oh, Shri Guru Bhyo Namah Hari Om